0: Are listening to the certified personal trainer podcast a show by personal trainers for personal trainers it's time it's time to become a better trainer get more clients and change more and lives change more lives and now here's your host the head coach and founder of fitness mentors eddie lester
1: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast. I am your host, Eddie Lester, and we are very excited to introduce to you podcast number 51. And I'm very excited about this podcast because it was requested by one of our loyal followers, Sean. And today's topic is going to be on your first personal training session or basically what are the best methods or organizational structure of a personal training session. So with that in mind, I wanted to encourage all of you out there that are listening right now, email me literally right now, pull out your phone, email eddie at fitnessmentors.com. That's E-D-D-I-E at fitnessmentors.com and send your requests for podcast topics. We love hearing what you want to hear about and our job is to really help you grow and really uh you know make sure that you're out there doing your best work so we want to give you all the best uh, topics and education possible with that in mind let's go ahead and jump into your first personal training session or basically how are you going to structure and manage a personal training session now this is probably going to be for a lot of the newer trainers out there or people who are looking to we'll say start personal training very soon, but there's also a lot of benefits here for you know your experienced personal trainers too, because it really kind of goes into, are you hitting all the boxes relating to an effective personal training session? So let's go ahead and get started. I wanted to start by talking about basically what kind of is included and what generally happens in a personal training session. And those sort of, we'll say, topics or things that you need to do include uh, maybe some foam rolling, uh, flexibility, and mobility work. You definitely have your movement prep, movement preparation, what they're going to be focused on before uh, completing the resistance training portion. Uh, And the resistance training portion is next. Next. Uh, followed by a cardio portion and or a cool down afterwards. So those are kind of like the general, we'll say, things that are included in a personal training session. You know, you typically have about five to 20 minutes of foam rolling, stretching, maybe some mobility work, maybe five or so minutes of movement prep, looking at uh, some resistance training, depending on their goals might last anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, 20 to 40 minutes, kind of depending on uh, where they're at, are uh, they experienced, are they beginner, things like that. And then, definitely, depending on their goals, should you include cardio? And then also a cool down. What does a cool down look like for different things like that? So, but I wanted to break these down into, we'll say, the structure and organization that I feel is best, as well as many experts kind of rely on as far as structuring a personal training session to make sure it's the safest possible. It uh, effectively warms up, we'll say, the, the muscles needed. Uh, we'll say addresses flexibility in a way that will prevent injury uh, in that personal training session, and then also just uh, brings everything together nice and complete. So with that in mind, there's a seven-step process that I've kind of r- written down right here. Uh, I've learned this from so many of my mentors, so many, we'll say, uh, people that have had an impact on my personal training throughout my career, as well as uh, in you know experts from uh, a lot of strength and conditioning sides of things, as well as hypertrophy, bodybuilding sides of things, and even then endurance and athletic training. So with that in mind, First step of a personal training session, the person walks in the door, and, and as a heads up, this is assuming that you've already done your assessments. This, When you c- complete your assessments on uh, your the person that you're going to train, you find out what muscles might be uh, overactive or tight that they need to stretch. You find out what muscles might be weak. You look at their posture. You analyze their endurance. Uh, you also get their goals because you definitely want to take their goals into account before programming any personal training session. And then, you know, with that, you create a program that meets their goals and their needs based on what you've seen in the assessment. So all of that is already taken care of. And this is their their day one with you, your personal training session. You are, you. are The spotlight's on you and you get to uh, uh, go to work as a personal trainer, which I think is uh, very fun. So first thing that you are going to do, and once again guys, these can be organized in any way that you would like. There's no one set way, but uh, based on my experience and a lot of experts out there, this is a great way to structure your session. So first one, head over to the, we'll say stretch area, give them a foam roll and make sure that they foam roll all the muscles that were tight, relative to their workout uh, that day, or uh, in the assessment you may, let's say you're working out upper body that day, and in the assessment you saw that they have tight uh, uh, pec majors, uh, pec minors, maybe some tight biceps, and uh, anterior deltoid. So that day you're going to first step, go straight over to the stretch area, hand them a foam roll, and immediately have them foam roll their, their tight muscles. Um, once again, if you're working at lower body that day, you may have them uh, we'll say foam roll the tight muscles of the lower body. So one that, that's probably gonna last about five minutes, you know, about thirty seconds per muscle group on each side of the body. Uh, so that typically lasts about uh, you know five minutes or so, or if there's like 10, 10 specific or five specific muscle groups, each side gonna need to foam roll all those for about thirty seconds. Immediately after they foam roll those muscles, the what what the foam roll does is it's really going to bring some blood flow to that muscle. Hopefully, have broken up a few knots that uh, are really stuck in there. It might be pretty painful for your clients. Um, once again, the pain is good. Hold it on the spots of pain for you know uh, multiple seconds, ten to thirty seconds, and make sure that uh, you know that they feel some release of tension. That's what the foam roll is really there for. You're gonna do that for about five minutes. And then immediately after that, the muscle is kind of primed to, we'll say, some of the adhesions are broken up. There's blood flow to the muscle. So right immediately afterwards, you're going to stretch those tight muscles for about once again, five to 10 minutes. If your client has zero muscle imbalances, you can skip this portion or just focus on the muscles that they're using that day. But I always go to a foam roll and stretch as the for the first five to ten minutes of any client session because certain muscles as humans become very overactive in in general in common especially with with uh, uh, workouts or past history or they played sports you're gonna most likely have the or the muscles are gonna have the tendency to be tight so foam roll and stretch those tight muscles relating to the the area of the body that you're working out that day and Uh, yeah, hold each of those stretches for about 30 seconds minimum on each muscle group. Next, after you have foam rolled and stretched and those tight muscles are now a little bit more relieved, uh, you, what that does is it's really going to allow the body to move through a fuller range of motion because those tight muscles are no longer going to be inhibiting that movement for the next, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. So next after that, you're going to immediately go to activate or wake up the, we'll say, weak muscles, muscles that are not used as much in that person's daily life. Typically, when you see uh, a tight muscle, the antagonist is going to be weak. For instance, the pectoralis major internally rotates the shoulder. So you pretty much know if the person has that forward shoulder posture, the muscles that externally rotate the shoulder are going to be weak and or not strong enough to hold the shoulders in a proper position. What do you do? You're going to activate or target active isolation, uh, basically target that muscle group to warm it up, to bring blood flow to, we'll say, strengthen it uh, in a very isolated way. For instance, if the pectoralis major is tight, they foam hold and stretch that. Now, that third step is activate the weak muscles. Let's do some external rotations with a band or external rotations uh, uh, up here. Uh, let's maybe do some external rotations uh, with some T's going backwards. You're gonna want to warm up the underactive muscles. If pec majors are tight, Shoulders are forward, that probably means the trapezius is also weak, the lower trapezius, middle and lower trapezius, which actually is going to retract your shoulder blades. Let's get some uh, T's and Y's uh, going there to then activate those weak muscles, bring blood flow to them in order to give them a bit of, uh, we'll say, preparation for stabilizing the shoulder joint during the, the workout. All right, next you're going to have your, and that's probably going to take about five minutes for to activate the weak muscles. Uh, Next you're going to have your movement prep. This is step four. So you're about, you know, we'll say 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes into the workout. And you're now looking to warm up for the resistance training portion of the the workout. That is going to be called maybe your movement prep. If you're doing a bench press, and bent over rows that day in your resistance training program or multiple exercises hitting those same muscle groups, you're going to want to warm up the larger muscles associated with that workout. What does that mean? It means a, a warm up set of push ups if you're bench pressing, or a warm up set of rows. Uh, maybe maybe a, a seated row or cable row if you're going to be doing bent over rows that day. You're going to want to warm up the major muscle groups and prepare them for the work that is uh, to be done with the resistance training portion. Movement prep can also include things like dynamic stretching, where you're looking to increase the range of motion uh, while moving through the full range of motion that you would in the resistance training workout too. For instance, if you're going to be bench pressing that day, uh, taking dumbbells to a full range of motion, feeling a good stretch as it kind of, uh, opens up the chest with lighter weight and doing sets of those would be a great movement prep for the chest for, or for the bench press exercise. So movement prep is really about making sure that the major muscle groups are ready for the work at hand. All right. So you've done your foam roll and stretch. You've done your, uh, activation of the weak muscles. You've done some movement prep, dynamic stretching ish to, uh, uh, prepare yourself for the resistance training portion and now you're at the resistance training portion. that warm-up probably took you anywhere from 10, 15, 20 minutes if they're really tight and have a ton of tight muscles and that's really a major goal of theirs. maybe that that warm-up pull warmup takes almost 20 to 30 minutes uh, because you know it's very important if someone's super tight with forward head posture that you you need to open that up so that's a, a primary goal. Um, beyond that, Then you have your resistance training portion. The resistance training portion, depending on their goals, could last anywhere from maybe 15, 20 to 30 minutes, maybe even 40 minutes if they're focused on strength and hypertrophy. Uh, But this is going to be your workout portion of the session. You maybe took 20 minutes for that whole beginning, which they already got their heart rate elevated, they feel good, their joints feel good, they're looser, they're mobile, they're warmed up, and now you hit the resistance training portion hard. Um, if it's a brand new client, you aren't going to want to overload them too much on you know that that first session. So always keep in mind that you can always add a little extra. Start with lighter weights and then slowly add if you see that it's way too easy for them. Also, uh, if uh, on volume, if you do maybe plan for two sets, but there's they they it clearly shows that that was really easy for them. You can add a third set, or if you plan for you know, eight reps and it was way too easy for them. To have them go to the 12 reps in, in we'll say session modifications are very, very important, but just, you have to gauge where the client's at, start with lighter weights and move up. Uh, in our fitness mentor CPT, we talk about the progression model uh, in which you're going to make sure that you never overload the client until they're ready. Meaning it's a, a upward progression. mean, you start with a lighter weight, see how they do. Add a little bit more, see how they do. Add a little bit more if necessary. Always progress slowly, especially with brand new clients. That's the safest way to go. If you see their form break during that session or that that progression period, then that's when you know that that's too heavy. So um, the resistance training portion, a lot of uh, great stuff happens here. This is where most of the muscular damage occurs uh, that leads to strengthening or... Uh, uh, hypertrophy or even some endurance gains. Beyond that, you're looking. Uh, so yeah, you have your resistance training portion. I do want to say that the resistance training portion can also be, uh, you know, a cardio combo with resistance training, like circuit training. If the if the client's goal is related to weight loss, you can will say you know, superset and, or have a circuit with no rest that leads to elevated heart rates, as well as the muscular damage that leads to resistance training gains. So depending on where your client's at, you definitely want to program the type of resistance training or type of workout, we'll say that directly matches their goal. If it's a weight loss client, let's get them in a resistance training circuit, because that's definitely going to keep their heart rate elevated, burn more calories, as well as lead to some great muscle damage that we'll be repairing over the next few days that can increase their daily caloric expenditure. All right. So beyond the resistance training portion, which lasts, you know, 20 to 30, 20 to 40 minutes typically, you now have about anywhere from 15 to 10 minutes left over in the session, maybe even five minutes, depending on on, uh, how long your resistance training session was. But now you have time for, we'll say... Uh, the, a cardio bit, maybe some high intensity interval sprints or cycling, or, um, you know, maybe a treadmill run, uh, elliptical, something, maybe a walk up hill, something that really gets their heart rate up. Now, once again, if it's a client that only wants to focus on hypertrophy and strength, they don't need to have that cardio component. If it's a client that only wants to focus on endurance gains, cause they want to run a marathon, maybe your resistance training portion is very short and their endurance portion is significantly higher. Your job is to differentiate the goal success with whatever their uh, primary objective is. What do you need to do to help them achieve their primary objective? Beyond that portion, maybe you've done the cardio, maybe you haven't, maybe you included it in the resistance training portion. The next step is the cool down. Now the cool down is, you can do a lot of different things, but the cool down that I've seen typically works best is to refocus on the muscles that are commonly tight. So repeating steps one and two, which is a foam roll and stretch, is a great example of a cool down. Do you have to do that in the cool down? No. Could you give it to your client for homework? Absolutely. Would you rather just walk on the treadmill as a slow cool down? That's totally fine as well. But typically when you see clients that have, well, most clients nowadays have major postural issues. And if they do, it's good to all bring a refocus back to those postural issues and foam roll and stretch their tight muscles. For the most part, all of their work is done. The muscular damage has uh, incurred. So now it's time to bring them back to a little bit more baseline levels of cardiorespiratory work or, or heart rate, bring them back. Uh, down to regular breathing rates. And you can do that in many, many different ways, but uh, typically a good foam roll and stretch, maybe even assisting them with stretching some of their muscles so they get to fully relax. And maybe you do some uh, assisted stretching. That is a great way to do a cool down as well. One of my favorite things that I used to do with a lot of new clients that really makes them feel like the session is complete and they connect with me is a neck stretch. So I'll, I'll get a towel, I'll stand behind them, I'll press down on one of their shoulders and pull their neck uh, to the side. A neck stretch for, common, for, for the regular population that's overworked and sits at a computer all day is one of the most relieving stretches that, uh, that really builds a good, we'll say, bond between you and the new client. And the client leaves there feeling almost as if the weight is lifted off their shoulders because they feel so free in their neck. Um just a good tip that I've seen really helps to uh, secure and cement the relationship, build rapport, and also just make the client feel really good. Assisted stretching is a great way to end a, any workout session with your client. So, now what do you do? Well, if you guys are new to the industry, We have, in our fitness mentor CPT certification, not only do we go over this structure in greater detail, but we go over every single element of that first personal training session, the assessment process, the program design. You know, what does it mean if a client wants to lose weight? How do you actually program uh, an entire, we'll say session based around their goal of losing weight or gaining muscle or uh, gaining strength or athletic performance or endurance? Whatever it may be, we have a very simple model called our form model, it's form over resistance model that really uh, ensures that you're able to create a safe and effective program in a way that progresses them in the appropriate way so that they aren't overworked in the beginning. Uh, The main difference that you'll see with our form over resistance model is that we prioritize form as the greatest element of the workout. Because when people break form, is when they get injured. We also prioritize uh, the uh, progressive loading model because you don't want to give someone a weight and you immediately see their form break and then you know that's too heavy and they could get injured. Super important when we think of safety that you progress effectively. That's something that we focus on big time in our program design chapter uh, and really uh, even further in our uh, program design specialist CEU course. So beyond all of that, I hope you guys got some great tips on how to manage and run your first personal training session with a new client or just your first personal training session in general, or just really got a good idea of the structure that might, you know, lead to a more efficient session. So with that in mind, guys, it was awesome chatting with you. Once again, send those requests for podcast topics to Eddie at Fitness Mentors. Dot com, and I will personally read every single one of them. Uh, and, you know, even if I might even have some questions, uh, our, our our buddy, uh, uh, our listener, Sean, once again, sent this over uh, as, as a great topic. And, and you know, it's was awesome for us to be able to help him directly and I'll also help you at the same time. So send those podcast topics over. Super excited to hear from you. And once again, I'm ever so grateful that you chose to listen to the Certified Personal Trainer podcast. And I will see you next week. Cheers.
0: As always, thanks for listening to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast. You can learn more about Fitness Mentors at fitnessmentors.com. Be sure to share this podcast on social media. And remember, we are here to help you succeed.